Paul says, avoid foolish controversies. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good Thursday morning, my friends. We're moving on in Titus chapter 3 today. Today we're looking at verses 9 through 11, and we're finishing up in this section uh, entitled, Saved in Order to Do Good. And Paul was frequently focusing on the theme of the believers doing that which is good uh, in this section uh, of teaching. And so we're going to wrap up that theme today um, as we uh, continue to progress through chapter 3. Uh, thanks so much for taking time to come and study today. Uh, it's so good when we pause and wait and listen for what the Lord has to say. And so let's prepare our hearts for our study by a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you so much uh, for your word. And we thank you, Lord, once again, that we have the opportunity to sit at your feet and learn from your word. Uh, speak through it today into our hearts and uh, fan into flame uh, a, a deep desire uh, for all that you have for us, Lord. Um, we just give you thanks. Um, we pray this time will be productive and useful for growing us to be more like your son, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, here is Titus 3, verses 9 through 11. Paul writes, But avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law, because these are unprofitable and useless. Warn a divisive person once, and then warn them a second time. After that, have nothing to do with them. You may be sure that such people are warped and sinful. They are self-condemned. Now let's start back in verse 9, and I think Paul's advice has such relevance for today. Um, I think social media has brought on this onslaught of ugly, uncivil, harsh, conversation between people of different religious and political viewpoints and things just get so ugly on Twitter and some of these other platforms um, and I think the reason is because they're being tripped up by the thing that Paul advises us not to do in verse 9. Paul says, but avoid foolish controversies about any matter of things, uh, political things, religious things, things that are divisive, um, and genealogies, you know, who comes from which family and how does that position them with the certain kind of pedigree that's better than the next person and all of these silly things. Uh, he says, avoid these foolish controversies and arguments and quarrels about the law because these are unprofitable and useless. And in so many ways, you know, on some of these social media platforms, you just sense that people are investing so much energy and emotion in these arguments and these con controversial conversations that matter so very little. They're really distractions from the things that we should be focusing our energy and attention on. Uh, often those things that we get caught up arguing about aren't things that we can change anyway. And if we focused our energy and attention and and um, things on the things that we could impact, on the things that we could change, the things that we could do some good with, then I think that would our time would be much better spent and our impact would be greater as well. 
and we'd be making friends, not enemies. <laughs> that seems a whole lot smarter to me. In verse 10, Paul says, warn a divisive person once and then warn them a second time. After that, have nothing to do with them. Divisive people love kind of stirring the pot. Uh, they will, uh, say in the context of a Bible study or a church meeting or uh, that kind of thing, they will often be the ones sharing opposing viewpoints and opposing ideas and things that in some ways can be good because they get people to think. Um, br- bringing those kinds of ideas and viewpoints up does not make one necessarily divisive. But when one's intent is to stir the pot, when one's intent is to stir people up and to create trouble and to create problems and disunity and disharmony, uh, then there's a clear objective to be divisive. And when a person's clear objective is to be divisive, divisive, Paul's advice kicks in and, and it's quite clear and it's it's really good. He says, warn them. You're being divisive here. You're you're bringing things up with the intent of stirring up trouble. And then you warn them and then they settle back in and say, okay, I'll, I'll be mindful. I'll try not to do that. They do it again. It says, warn them a second time. And maybe they agree to settle down again. And then after that, he says, have nothing to do with them. And so uh, if it's clear that their motive is divisiveness, then we need to address it because it is going to create disunity and disharmony within the body. And that does not serve the purposes of God's kingdom well. Um, And those pot stirrers uh, derive joy and attention from that activity of stirring the pot. And it becomes about them and not about what it should be. And that's always our focus should be on Jesus and on growing in the faith so that we can Uh, live into his calling for our lives. And this kind of stuff only um, keeps us from that. And then finally, in verse 11, Paul says, you may be sure that such people are warped and sinful. They are self-condemned. In other words, the fruit of their lives begins to uh, reveal the truth of their character. And that's true for every person. The fruit of our life reveals the truth of our character. And so if you want to understand a person, who they are, and at their core, what matters to them, look at the fruit of their life. Look at the quality of their friendships. Look at the people they attract into their life. Look at um, the the respect that people have or don't have for them. Um, If you look at the fruit of their life, you will very quickly discover the truth of their character. And so great stuff from Paul today, great encouragement as we're coming into the home stretch here in the book of Titus. Um, it's a short little book, but it really is chock full of some wonderful, wonderful teaching. And um, these things continue to apply as we, as followers of Jesus, as disciples of Christ, uh, seek to learn how to live in community together as God's people in the best way that we possibly can, with God getting the glory and honor uh, in the midst of the fellowship and God getting the proper attention when the people of God uh, live for him and uh, seek to do good for the kingdom's sake. All right, my friends, thanks for listening today. God bless you as you continue to consider these words.